One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Today, we've got some really interesting, good subjects. Those that want to grow their sales on Amazon, I really try and make sure that I get intelligent people to be on the podcast. And if they're really smart, if I enjoy talking to them, they're going to come back. I've probably brought back in three years, like two people. Well, I've got another one. He's worth it. I loved his perspective and his grassroots started on Amazon by himself with his own money and grew a supplements business. Mina, welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? I'm really excited to be back. I think at least a couple of years since we last did an episode together. So, you know, it's probably slightly over a year. I don't think it's been like two years. I think it's been one to two. But ever since I spoke to you, I was like, all right, supplements, like, you know what? Like anyone can do it. And actually I have a good close friend that he's actually been a, a software programmer for years. He's really good, but he just lost passion for it. And now he's been spending the last six months, like launching his own supplement. He actually hasn't gone live yet. He's more doing like the flavoring and all the making sure he in the right category. I don't know. It's just like super interesting to hear someone go. And, and like, because honestly, because of our conversation last time, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can do this. It's doable. So a lot of people say it's the most competitive thing on the market. Right. But I think it's just, it means one thing. It means that you can get away with the least amount of shit. It doesn't mean that it's like hard or anything, but like you can't be not even a me too product, but you can't be a slightly better product. You have to be a significantly better product. There has to be like a reason, like, why am I buying your pre-workout? Well, my friend just launched the pre-workout and it is completely natural, low stimulants, uh, nothing crazy. And it has mushrooms in it. So it's like mushroom powered, like lion's mane and stuff like that. So it's cool. It's like, okay, this is a different pre-workout. There's not like, it's not the same. So. I think that's just a lot more prevalent because when you're advertising for supplements, it's so competitive that like you have a, a serious differentiator. Absolutely. People's products look so similar that you have to be varied on very specific things. Like maybe you come in at a different price, like maybe being the more expensive, like, like you said, the natural, something that is just different. You can attack any given like subcategory just differently. And I love it. Here's my question. Are you still selling your supplement? I still do. I still do. It makes like 20, 25,000 a month in profits. It pays my salary and more. And it's been good. I don't mm. think I'm going to continue to grow the brand. Like I have a brand manager on it. I have an, like a PPC strategist on it. They're running things. We're slowly, you know, but it's not like an active thing. The agencies now like has fully taken over my yeah, life. So let's just say you use that to bankroll another business, done the same thing. And are you building a brand to just continue building the brand? Or are you building the brand and you're like, well, growth looks really tough over here. So I'm going to pivot and do something else. And honestly, really good entrepreneurs do that because when you get really good, you just see opportunity and you go for it. So tell us, you launched an agency, Trivium. Why? <laughs> Why? Great question. So I launched the brand in end of 2018 and then middle of 2019, I started sharing a lot of my experience very transparently. I never told people what to do. I just shared and I shared so people cannot make other mistakes, the same mistakes that I made. And I started getting really popular in, in the Facebook groups and I got this, you know, kind of positive feedback, obviously, like you're sharing something. People are saying, thank you so much, man. This really helps me. 
I was lost when I first started. There was no guidance for me. I didn't even know like the courses, like there was barely any courses. The only course was 5K and I couldn't afford a 5K course on engineering salary. So, you know, I gave back and as I gave back, people liked me more. And then I continued to give more and more and more. And I got a big personal brand and I grew my personal brand, not, you know, intentionally or anything. I just said, I'm just going to go out there on podcasts and there's so many people out there that hop on a podcast and they share a lot of bullshit, nothing actionable, nothing that you can follow. I'm just going to share step-by-step things that well, I did and the outcome. I would say that, I mean, I didn't expect this out of you. You only learn so much from someone on online, but when I talk to you and I see you write is passion about the technical details and passion about like what makes a difference. So I've seen that and you know, when you reached out, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Cause I saw a post recently where you were working with a client that had over a hundred ASINs. I, you said they were a supplements company yeah. and they came to you asking for advice, what to do. And you're like, okay, cool. We'll take you on, but we're only going to advertise on 10 ASINs. Yeah. And this is like a very, very common thing. This is something that I had to learn the hard way, but every dollar I spent on, I have Hydrolyte Unflavored, Mango Pineapple, Blue Raisin Energizer. And then Energizer, I put money and energy into it. And at the end of the day, it spits out at the end of the month, $150 in profit. And then you have like the other ones that are spending out 10 and 5 and 7K in profit. Why am I spending money on this thing? So we've had so many brands come to us. And then the team starts scrambling. They're like, okay, what's the priority? These are our top 30. And I'm like, top 30? Okay. Yeah. And then we start like one after the next after, and, and it, you get to a point where you're like, why are we spending money on this one? It, like if you were an investor and I said, you can invest in Uber or you can invest like when it first started, or you can invest in like whatever, like, you know, this junkyard, you would be like, oh, I'm going to put all of my money in Uber. You would never yeah. be like, I'm going to put my money in Uber in this junkyard well, having your hindsight, you know? No, I totally agree. Like, like specialization, like just getting really good at like specific things, just answers more questions for you you're like okay this is where we see the growth opportunity it's easier to turn a good product into a great than a bad product into an average product like what's working like just juice it okay so so you take 10 asins that you want to focus on you're like these are the good ones what types of strategies are you throwing at it like are you just throwing more money or building more campaigns i mean Obviously, you probably could talk about some of your strategies for hours. I mean, you do. You have you built a PPC university. Give us a few. Like, you're focusing on 10. What's your mindset? Okay. Very, very, very good question. My mindset is there's three main metrics that I can improve. More traffic, more sessions to the listing, which breaks up into you know more PPC, more organic, a better click-through rate. So for our existing advertising efforts, we're not touching the PPC. We're getting more people into the listing. And then conversion rate. So we're converting more of the people that are coming into the listing. Those are the three metrics that I care about. I'll do a quick like analysis. It's almost like what's easier to pull quicker because we want quick wins. Like I'd rather us go from like 100K to 300K and then worry about incremental growth, right? We can worry about that when we're making a lot more money sort of thing. So whatever is the easiest lever to pull, I'll look at your PPC, you know, for example, are you doing well already? Your conversion rate, click rate is fine. Cool. How can we scale? launching more campaigns. So we go into the search term report and we start extracting everything from the search term report and that is profitable. So has maybe converted 30, 40% ACOS or less. 
We'll take that and we're not already targeting. We'll target it in all match types, broad phrase and exact. We'll obviously not negative it in the in the you know in the campaigns it's existing uh, and running in because we can't guarantee a positive outcome. But we're now launching new campaigns based on keywords that we've seen perform better. We're also going into keywords that we're currently targeting that have performed well, increasing the bids. Say maybe if we go from the middle of page one to maybe the top of page one, we can get more eyeballs on it. And then as a result, more clicks and, and more sales. We're looking at placement reports. So if you performed really well at the top of the search or the product pages, we're willing to spend a certain percentage more so you can show up in those positions because we have the data proving that when you were at the top of the search, you performed better than when you were in rest of search or whatever. And so we're spending more money there. And it's all actions geared towards increasing spend, increasing sessions. We also are trying to um, increase budgets for any campaigns that perform better. Those are kind of a lot of the main ones that we do. We also, depending on the product, but if we do get good products that, you know, we're like, this is a good product, actually can beat a lot of the market out. We do very heavy research using different tools to find all of the product targets that we can target because to discover them is going to take a little bit of a, a while. So we'll just have someone go in and start scraping all of the lists that we can find on Amazon. We find every single ASIN. We make sure that it's a match. It's like actually a competitor. We make sure that we have a competitive advantage. So we either have better price, better reviews, something we're differentiated. Like if this is like a plastic thing, we have a, a glass thing or like a whatever, something that doesn't break, for example. So we're looking at where are we better than all of these ASINs and we start targeting them. And so we're just releasing, we have no idea what's going to work, but we know that based on some data, we have a good guess and we're going to test all those keywords and then react to the data. And so that is the first thing that we do to kind of scale is that a lot of times there's a lot of low hanging fruit there. A lot of times there's campaigns with keyword, 100 keywords in there, and we just pause like the 90 that are not getting any spend or impressions, start putting them in their own campaigns. And all of a sudden, our impressions and our you know sessions and traffic to the product starts going significantly and up. So we could call this, I think what you're more or less like what you're leading into is like advertising-led growth. As you get more sales, your rank is just going to improve. And as your rank improves, Amazon notices this, like you have more conversions and that's kind of like, that's going to push up your rankings. Like I heard maybe about six months ago, 12 months ago, I kind of just like changed my perspective. And I'd like to hear your take on this is that, you know, there's a lot of ways that people complicate, like how to rank. Well, it's actually kind of simple. If you have a very high converting product, you know, have a good conversion rate and, and you just drive a lot of sales through that, you're going to rank. Exactly. We've seen it with search find buy. With search find buy, everyone manipulated the rank by bringing more conversions. That's it. And so since we know this, it's like, okay, how can I do that without using search find buy? You spend a lot more money on a keyword. You put it in its own campaign. So it gets a lot of budget. You give it a big bid. You spend a lot of money on it. It starts converting. And then you notice the organic rank goes up. So you can test this yourself. You create an Excel sheet, put, you know, dates, January 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever, and then put the keyword that you're going after, put the spend of that keyword day after day, and put the organic rank of that keyword day after day. And then you can notice the trend. As you spend more, the rank will improve. You can spend even more, rank will improve better. At a certain point, you hit a plateau. And, and once you hit that plateau, you can maintain it for like 30 days and then try and scale back your ads and see if your organic stays. But usually that's what we do to push organic. 
how long do you think it takes Amazon to react? Like say, you you know, is it, can it happen as soon as a day to start ranking a little bit better? Or is it like two, three, four, five days, three weeks? I would say the minimum I've seen is like two days. So it takes a couple of days for us to see like some movement, but then it, it could happen. Like sometimes see like the biggest jump, especially like depending on how much you're spending, but it could be in position 80, 90 and jump to like 21 and then slowly go 20, 19, 17, 15, 13, five, you know, um, that way over time. Do you ever change the price during any of those phases? Definitely, definitely. Price is a big lever. Now I was talking about the three things, right? Traffic, click-through rate, conversion rate. Price is a huge one to improve click-through rate and conversion rate. And so that's a metric or that's like a lever we're always pulling to improve those metrics. But also to your point, that lower price we've seen has helped more conversions and more conversions per keyword has resulted in faster improvement in organic rank. So it, it's all kind of yeah. related. I mean, I've seen that, but then sometimes I'm like, like this price, like I'm just not making any money, you know? And it, it could be a short-term play, which okay. is like, you're going to cut your price. You're going to really scale your sales. So, I mean, we've seen this done many times in the launch. You start out, you want to price your product at $30, but you launch at like 22 or something. But because you're, you're so well-priced, you have a low amount of reviews, you sell, you sell, you sell. And if you get enough velocity, you know, your, your rank starts sticking, you're selling a good number of units and you increase your price by a dollar, by a dollar, by a dollar. And now you're at 28, 29, and you're still maintaining your sales velocity because you initially used price as a lever to get you more units to sell. And we've done this many times. Awesome. This is, makes me, uh, right after the podcast, I'm going to start looking at a few of my products and be like, okay, guys, let's go. Let's, let's laser in on what's working. So you also do a few things to optimize for conversion rate. We talked about price, but like, you know, say, let's go back to these like 10 ASINs that you wanted to juice through the roof. What else did you do to like optimize for the conversion? Yeah. So optimizing conversion rate. One thing that I like to start with always before even, I mean, I know what levers we can pull, but one thing I like to do, there's a software called product pinion. You can go on there and you can submit your product and you can tell people, why wouldn't you buy this product or why would you buy this one versus that one it, like the, the actual page mm -hmm. and they record a video doing it so they go through the video and they're like oh it, it has all of these claims you know it sounds so unrealistic is this even made in the us it looks pretty like scammy to me you know like for my supplement brand and i'm like oh perfect perfect so we need to add all of these things in that's usually a huge source of things that we can do but the main levers to pull are your main image. So I love constantly, I mean, we have a conversion rate optimization division where all we do is constantly split test different images so that we can improve click rate and conversion rate. But do you use Amazon experiments for that? Or yes. do you? We start with product opinion or PicFu. We get feedback. We split test many times. When we find something like, let's say, for example, my old image versus my competitors, I was like a you know, 15% and then my new image, I'm like a 55 or 60%. Then I'll take that new one after like, obviously it's going to take a few iterations to get it to be like really good. Take that new one and then put it in manage my experiments and then let it run. And then if it wins yeah. truly, we will put the new one. Yeah. I love it. I probably, if I talked about conversion rate once a month, that wouldn't <laughs> be enough. You know what I mean? I, I'm saying on the podcast yeah. because I just think that you continuously want to look at this, see what we can do a little bit better, especially if you have already a few of the creative resources figured out. Like if you have a designer, if you have people you that can actually need you, no limit creatives, you can get them unlimited 
designs for $500 a month. This is the step-by-step, -step, right? If you're like at the lowest level and you want to do it. Number one, you go to product opinion, you put your listing, you put a search page actually. So it's like you put five ASINs and it shows it as a regular search results. And then you ask people, which one would you choose and why? You get that feedback. You identify why people are choosing others, not you. And you have like a few ideas, like let's say five ideas. You want like a bigger, like sugar-free badge or some shit. And then you go to No Limit Creatives, 500 bucks. You say, here's my product. Make it look nicer by changing these five things. Now you have five different things. You create five new experiments in Pick Four Product Opinion with your competitors versus you in the different, the different five variations you got. And whatever the best one is, hopefully it's better than your original one. You take that, put it in Manage My Experiments. Whole thing won't cost you more than 600 bucks. What's this design thing that you talked about? Yeah, no, it's called nolimitcreatives.com. This guy, Jeff, he created a company, but basically like, how do you do graphic design at scale for cheap? And he has like 300, 400 different designers all over the world. And you go in, you pay 400, 500 bucks a month, and then you just submit your request. You know, here's my image. Here's what I want changed. And then their designers work on it. And if you don't like one designer, you can use a different one. You can just ask for a different one. Is it 500 per project or no, just like per month, per month, unlimited requests. So, so you can have 30 different types of images being worked on plus variations. Like each image can have five variations. So you can get upwards of like 150 different images using that service for super cheap. This is, I found this like when I was starting and I was completely like broke working, you know, everything was on my credit card yeah. and I'm like, how do I get the best for the lowest? If you go on Fiverr, you get screwed. These guys, I mean, you can just go to their website and see they do an amazing job. Yeah. I've worked with this type of flow before. Like, you know, I did one with video and I, it was really good, you know, return. I'm guessing that they just have a lot of overseas professionals. All, yeah, all overseas, like Philippines and uh, South America, Venezuela, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it. That's a, this is a good find. Awesome. And there's uh, competitors, by the way. Design Pickle is a competitor. Constant Creative is a competitor. So, I mean, if you want, like if you think I'm plugging them, go interview <laughs> all three. Yeah. And I mean, like an improvement of a conversion rate by a few points is is actually kind of a big deal. Like yeah. nothing's going to affect your uh, PPC ultimately or like the bottom line, like just increasing conversion rate. Do you find sometimes some products, it's just like really hard to move the needle? Yeah, definitely. Some products like are hitting their cap. So I'm glad that you mentioned this. You know, sometimes like you don't know, like, are you doing good enough or not? So we always do a market tracker on Helium 10. So we'll add our product and in the entire market. And then we'll slowly like monitor as we gain market share. And sometimes you could hit a point, you have like 6% or 7% or 8% of the market share. And you're like, that's a pretty big amount of the market share. And like one of my products, I've kind of been capped and we own like 26% of the market share. And I'm like, okay, like I honestly don't think that I could get more than 26% of the market share. So I don't beat myself up about it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're kind of hitting a cap. Now there's one thing though that we can do which is start bringing more traffic. And that's where, when you layer on DSP. So if you feel like you're hitting a cap, but here's the thing, your DSP is definitely gonna not be like as nice of a row as PPC, because PPC is like warm. The guy comes in, I want an electrolyte powder. He sees yours, he's ready to buy. He's just gonna swipe. With DSP, it's different because we start going after other people's audiences. So it's like liquid IV, who's visited their shit, but hasn't come to my product and hasn't purchased from them. 
let's target those guys. And then we come in and we start targeting, you know, those people. And then we also have a retargeting. So if they've seen us, we continue to retarget them and a percentage of them will convert. And so now we start going a little bit broader up the funnel. Yeah. I've always felt that like, you know, DSP is like a layer you add on after, especially when you want to like just really, you know, go bigger, you know, say you've hit your, what you thought you can do. And you're like, well, I still want to invest. So DSP is a good answer for that. I believe you used, you have to use an agency to use the DSP. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a, you have to use an agency. So we, we have our own seat. I don't know why they do that. It's yeah. complicated. I, I got access. I got a seat once and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> it is complicated. Honestly, like the guy that runs it for us costs over six figures a year as a salary. So, I mean, and I'm sure some people are like training other people to do it, but it is complex. Like you really need someone who's trained and who wants to have someone train on other people's money. I do think people can train themselves um, Amazon PPC. You know, there's a lot you can learn and yeah. flex yourself, especially if you're starting out with just a few products. I don't think that you can learn the DSP as like a side hobby. I do yeah. think you have to like really experiment with it and spend a few months. I spent like a hundred hours on DSP and for MMA nutrition and about like 10, 15 grand. And I got to the point where like, when I interviewed this guy, I was like, I mean, I could potentially train people, but like, it's not going to be the same. Like you need someone who's already trained. And so I think that's one of the things is like, it makes it more complicated to run for, for brands. Well, a final subject that we were pre-gaming and talking about is, you know, a lot of variation pages are super popular. I like them. I promote them. They have a place, but sometimes like, you know, some variations just perform a lot better. And, and I have found like, even in advertising, some will perform better, at least in a click-through rate and, and all that. So what's your perspective on variations from an advertising perspective? Very good question. I think a lot of people uh, take the route of like a parent product, a parent ASIN with all its variations in one campaign. And we'll let Amazon pick which one to advertise. But what I've seen is you can see which ones perform better and you can see which ones have a better like click through rate and, and revenue, you know, kind of than the other ones. And so what we do is we go download the advertised product report, you download it, and then you create a pivot table. And all you need to do is put the different ASINs or child ASINs it combines all of, you know, at a, like a child ASIN. So you can have different children ASINs, different places. It combines all of that data and you could do a pivot table and, and show me, you know, the sum of revenue, some of like sales, some of spend, and then some of impressions and some of clicks. And then you can calculate your own return on ad spend and you can calculate your own click through rate. And I like to, you know, then be like, okay, perfect. I can clearly see that like the mango variation is has a better click through rate and is generating a little bit better revenue. And then I'll take uh, five or six different campaigns that are generating like a decent amount of revenue and test pausing all the children variations and keeping the mango one. And then I'll benchmark, I'll know, okay, perfect. Your click through rate was 0.3% and your revenue was 5,000, like a steady spend. Now what's your click through rate and what's your revenue? And if I notice that those campaigns start trending up, then it's like, okay, this is a positive sign. You can also very quickly just go into any campaign and then click in the ad group. And the first one will say ads on the left side, like the first tab will be ads. And you can look at the different variations and you know sort by revenue, sort by click through it. 
see which which one is doing better it could be also sometimes you have like one that is being bullied by another but has a much better click-through rate and if you just gave it its own chance you're like what if we just turned off all the variations and kept the highest click-through rate one and then you notice that the revenue is much higher because it's just attracting a lot more people at the yeah. end of the day someone's <clears throat> going to come into the listing and then pick the variation they want yeah i like that you want to optimize on your ads definitely for click-through rate you want that to be high because i do think do, is this is this your opinion if you have a higher click-through rate Amazon will actually charge you less because like, this is more that. relevant. This is what people are looking for. A hundred percent. I've seen that. You know, the better your click through and conversion rate metrics are, the cheaper it is for you to advertise. Now, is it like, what's the exact numbers? I don't know, but I have, I have seen that trend of like better click through rate uh, products, it, you know, get like way cheaper clicks. Well, because, you know, they have a relevancy engine behind it. Like assuming like how relevant is this ad to the search term because you know they don't want to serve an advertisement for coca-cola when someone types in water you know like not what people are looking for even though maybe coca-cola wants that market share amazon's not even serve that ad or maybe if they do they're like well you better be paying like a bajillion dollars so that's my understanding we can't like confirm everything but like if you have like a really good hero image that has a high click-through rate, very relevant to the keyword, Amazon puts you a little bit higher in their auction. A hundred percent. I mean, that's what we see. We just see like overall better click-through rate means better performance. Everything yeah. is easier. You're also able to launch more campaigns and see like, sometimes we keep launching campaigns, but I'm not seeing any growth. And I'm like, you know, we're just being held back. Like maybe the views are too low and that's why the click-through rate is low. Maybe the price is too high. So we start messing around with price. We start trying to get more reviews, uh, take it from like a, maybe a 4.2 to a 4.3. So you go from like a four star to four and a half star. And just every little click-through rate improvement, we see growth in revenue. Awesome. Well, like I said, you know, passionate about the details, getting into the techniques and very results oriented. I love your approach. I love your approach to like jumping into very competitive spaces and knowing that they're like, if you hit the walls and the ceiling enough, you can make a difference. And I wish I'm being honest, like I do spend some time in PPC. I've done it for like the last six years. I just wish I was a little bit better at it or had more time that I gave it because it's fun. Well, Mina, thank you so much for coming and talking about it. If anyone is listening and if you want to get more value out of this podcast, Trivium, his agency will give a free PPC audit. Someone can jump in, they can tell you, give you advice being like, hey, stop using this tool. It's burning money here or whatever. I mean, like, I'm sure you guys have uh, some- uh, It's an hour long, honestly. It's like 45 uh, minutes to an hour long. We go through every single piece and we're like, this is like what we would do better and this is how we would do it. And if you want to implement it yourself, go ahead. If you want to hire us, we're here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think you should take them up on it. Lots of uh, solid advice and solid training if you are even interested like he also has a university called ppc university again you know you can learn yourself he's been a teacher at this for a while and has shared a lot of value so thank you for coming on to our show again and dropping some uh good ideas here's a question it's 2023 we're past the uh some of the peak ppc i've actually seen that there's some that have been declining values what do you see coming into 2023? Like what are some of the changes that you're anticipating? I think just more sophistication on the platform. 
there's definitely more and more people coming to Amazon because about a year ago, two years ago, when I talked to direct to consumer brands, most of them would kind of like not really take Amazon that seriously. And now every single direct to consumer brand that I talk to is very, very interested in how can they, you know, be present and successful on Amazon. So, you know, it's become more of a force. A lot more people are coming in. It's obviously getting more competitive, but Amazon's get, giving us more tools. And, you know, we got the search query performance uh, report where you can now, you know, see your impression share for keywords, your conversion share for keywords. And so, you know, Amazon's giving us tools and, you know, people are coming in and it's becoming more competitive. So I would say if you're thinking about getting into PPC, you don't have to do it yourself, but you really have to understand it well, because it's just going to get more competitive, especially with everyone coming in. Okay, there you have it. So learn now, act fast. Okay, thanks, Mina. And thanks everyone for listening to the show. Stay tuned next week. You know, like every week, we got another good one rolled up. With that, we'll wrap up and say goodbye to everyone. All right, take care. One, two, three. Yeah.